ಸಂಕರಂಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೇ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿ ಮಂತ್ರ in the one, uh, in the screen i have put can you see that or you are not in the screen i am having the trimat paramahamsa paribrad only that the other one it didn't, it didn't change mahodaya oh it has not changed ha ah. but you had sent in the email that huh? yeah yeah, yeah. No, now, it now, is, it is no? now it is there now it is right ha ah. ಶ್ರೀಹರಿ ಪರಮಾನಂದಂಪದೇಷ್ಟಾರಮೀಶ್ವರಂಪಕಂಸರ್ವೋಕಾಂಪಾರಣಂತೋಕೋಕೋಕೋಕೋಕೋಕೋ
as a grandha or a, as a treatise which we can say in english it has to have four anubandha means connections they are adhikari vishayam sambandham prayojanam now adhikari is that is a qualifying aspirant or the one who is eligible for studying that treatise and that is being further described in the next uh, this next uh, slokas then comes the vishayam brahma atma anubhuti these are all the names given as the vishaya in the in the preamble slokas by acharya and what is the sambandham it is how the relationship between the adhikari and the vishayam why why should a vishayam be of interest to adhikari is uh, mentioned by the uh, term sambandham and that is mentioned in the book where does why where is the sambandha between the adhikari and the vishaya is happening and prayojanam anuddishya namando vipravartade because of you know everyone looks for some benefit out of doing certain actions so that is called prayojanam and if these four are called is there in a treatise then it is called a grandha adhikari vishayam sambandha and prayojanam now then comes what is an adhikari an adhikari should be sadhana chatushtaya sampanna sadhana chatushtaya means four fold qualities and sampanna means he should have real wealth of those qualities what are that chatushtaya vairagyam vivekam shat sampatti mumukshutva now these are the four chatushtaya which is called sadhana for the you know sadhana or the practice to follow the study of the vishayam in the as prescribed in the book for that a student or an adhikari should have vairagyam vairagyam is is detachment or the aversion not detachment aversion for all sorts of objects both external and internal favorable and unfavorable and how should he have a aversion for that yada khagavishtaya like a how a cock draw crow dropping or a uh, you know gardaba vishtaya like a how the uh, donkey's dung is to be avoided why why was it called donkey's dung used as an example is that in those days cow dung was not supposed to be as uh, aversion as in uh, what we have today but those days they used dried cow dung for even for yagna even for you know giving a cool atmosphere inside the hut mud hut they used to paste it on the surface of the hut house so that one is it dries up while drying it keeps the house the mud house or the kutia cooler so they used to mix Uh, the cow dung along with certain mud clay and used to use it as a so there were no aversion for cow dung but definitely donkey dung was not touched by hand or feet so and they, they used to take bath if they touch a cow uh, donkey's dung so it's same as the case with the crow dropping now vairagyam is not just aversion and that should be a viveka janyam what is vivekam nitya nitya vastu vivekam what are the vastus which are nitya and anitya that knowledge should cause the aversion for the internal and external objects both favorable and unfavorable you may not develop a vairagyam for favorable things unless and otherwise you know that this is not nityam sukham if it is being given if there is a tendency for the human mind to get attached to that and remain you know in engrossed in it but when viveka tells you that don't be fooled by the temporary happiness which you obtain out of the engagement with an object 
it is impermanent and that that after on the departure or the diminishing of that you will be sorrowful or you will feel miserable that by viveka janya vairagyam is absolutely necessary for that so that is viveka and vairagya are interconnected now for vivekam to happen there is shat sampatti there are six fold uh, qualifications or wealth forest forest student or an adhikari they are all shama dama uparati tidiksha shraddha and samadhana so this is where we are now but it just having vairagyam vivekam and chat sambhati is not alone enough they should be having mumukshutva because what is prayojanam prayojanam is mumukshutva so that is the goal for the studying of the book and what is mumukshutvam it will be explained after completing what is satsambhati in the following sloka by acharya and vidyaranya has used the prakriya of maya and upati and maya avidya and upati as the prakriya through which this vivekam and vairagyam all and what are the prayojanam to be obtained this has been explained now we completed among the shatsambhati what is shama and dama shama and dama uh, shobha bhagni do you remember what is shama what is dama amoda uh, shama is mano nigraha like purging vasanas and uh, bringing mind under our control so the manas is not uh, driving us we are not under its control because as you said when thoughts come uh, we don't discriminate between the thought and uh, who we are and we get carried away so the thought will make us do what it wants us to do so shamaha is doing the opposite we are in control of thoughts is it right okay right it's a it's a vaidya vaidya i mean what you call vasana tyagam vashama is vasana tyagam vasana as you said is the uh, internal tendencies of us which drives us outwardly for engagement in the world outside or the objects outside now what is dhamma then in that case dhamma is a uh, controlling attraction of external sense organs uh, so while shama is manas so that is more internal and su- internal and sukshma so controlling uh, attractions that uh, other bahendriyas uh, nashur is that is the right word draws towards what is in the uh, in in life so okay. we could be uh, tempted by so many uh, external through ex- external sense organs towards so many things which will uh, take us away from uh, uh, practicing uh, viveka and vairagya uh, so that should be controlled also okay right so shama while is the indriya andar indriya nigraham dama is bahyendriya nigraham so bahyendriya means we cannot this is where what the you know the term literally means and what is the practicability of it is what we have to understand external indriya nigraham means we cannot control our eyes ears touch smell taste and smell so how does dhamma can be practiced now when when we open our eyes the eyes will necessarily see the objects outside so does that dhamma means we should close our eyes and we should close our ears and close our you know contact of sense organs and the objects is that dhamma means practically it is impossible so what there must be something which the, our acharyas intended when they say that bahyendriya nigraham so bahyendriya nigraham is to be understood what 
we should understand how the indriyas operate. Now, the prakriya, which uh, or the example, what uh, in the in the philosophical Indian philosophical thought, Nyaya as well as Advaita says is that when an object is seen with an eye, the eyeball, the light from the object and falls on the eye and we see the object as a physical existence of an object. But Indriya is, is the awareness of that aspect of the object which goes out through the eyes and envelops the object. That is what is called Indriya, not the eyeball per se or the, you know, the Shrotra Indriya or Tukindriya or anything. What happens is that our, our awareness, that aspect of the awareness, not, not total awareness, the awareness of a light-based knowledge expands through the eyes, goes up to the object and envelops the object from external point of view only because light is only external. So it externally covers the object and there is a ongoing continuity between the object and the, the knower or the seer who is seeing the object as long as the object is in front and the observer is watching that. Now when that awareness is broken, even though eyes is looking at an object, the knowledge of the object doesn't reach the observer. If, uh, for example, if you look at it, uh, see if we are watching a, you know, an object and if somebody passes in front of us, we may not even know that somebody has passed in front of us, but our engrossed vision is on the object which we are looking. Same way the sound. If we are listening to something or we are, our, our Shrotrindya is immersed in something and even somebody calls your name the first time or second time, you may not even hear that that person is calling even though if the person is calling you from a proximity which is very close by and the no normal sense you should be able to hear it. That is because your Shrotrindya, the awareness of sound related awareness have gone through the Indriya of Shrotram and is engrossed in an object which is of interest at that time. That is why the, when the other person calls we are not able to hear that or our attention is not uh, getting diverted to the person who is calling us. Like that other objects also whether it is a touch, if somebody touches we may not, we don't even know that the person has touched us until we become aware of that he is touching. It can be a, I mean, a, it can be a friendly touch or it can be an unwanted touch. We don't know that until we become aware of that. Same way, uh, the taste and uh, what do you call Chakshu Shotram, Puk and Vak. So, all the five Indriyas are behaving in the same way. So, this is the this is the theory which Indian philosophers have uh, given to the Indriya aspect. So you should, we should understand one thing, there is a difference between the Indriya which is existing on the physical body to the Indriya what is being referred to by the Shastras as Indriya. It is not the spot of that instrument through which it is happening, but it is the awareness aspect of that indriya or the organ which goes out to the object and receives the information about the object regarding that aspect of the indriya. If it is vision, it is light. If it is sound, it is shrotram, it is sound. If it is touch, 
sense of smell, taste, etc. This is what is called Bahendriyam. Now we have Andarindriyam where we have all the five plus the mind which is operating even when we are in a dream or when we are not physically aware of what is happening outside. Internally we have certain experiences of Sukha, Dukkha or we may even take from memory Smriti, you know certain um, good events happened or good food we tasted or good vision we have seen that is Andarindriya. So Shama, Dhamma are both are for Indriya Nigraham, one is for internal through which is created by Vasana or memory and the impressions which are in within us in our mind whereas Dhamma is that aspect of the Indriya when here so when he says that Dhamma the Nigraham of the uh, external Indriya should happen what the Shastra says is that Viveketvena with the knowledge that what we are seeing external outside should be used for our Nityanitya Vastu Vivekam when we know that an object of desire which is there in front of me is not a permanent one then over a period your attraction towards that object will come down even though you may see it physically see it for but you will never be a, a victim of the attraction for the object it's the withdrawal of such attractions from the external objects even though visually or by other organs it's it's available within the aware range of awareness our attraction towards such objects is getting diminished over a period with the uh, practice of that and that is called Dhamma okay this is up to which we have studied from today we will get into Uparati, Tidiksha, Shraddha and Samadhana uh, any, uh, any questions on this? yeah Mahodaya sorry uh, I just wanted to know uh, Dhamma is does it involve Jnanendriya and Karmendriya also? It's like Bahyendriya Nigraha, it's what you have said, but it includes Jnanendriya yes. and Karmendriya also, right? Manas goes into Shama, va? Shama is Mano Nigraham Shama, I think so, I'm not sure. Yes. It's a Vasana Nigraham. Mano Nigraham is not Mano Nigraham, it is a Vasana Nigraham. Vasana Nigraham was in the tendencies, which is deeply embedded in our personality. Okay. Right. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, in Shama, uh, that's what you mean to say. So, uh, Vasana Nigraham, how do we do that? Because Vasana is not in under control, right? Vasana Nigraham is not in under control. Yeah. If you have uh, if you have read my chat on the in the group WhatsApp group. Uh, yeah. Ha, I'll do that. I, okay. I'll do that. I'll, that I'll call it up. Okay. I'll come up in the next class, Mohde. I'll, I'll just no, go no, through okay. your. No, no. Okay. I mean. I, uh, okay, I'll briefly explain to you. See, this is a, a three-stage process. First is becoming aware of our vasanas. Hmm. You should know that, you know, what are the tendencies which we have in our mind, with which we get attracted to the both internal and external objects. What is and what is the thing which we are getting hours or distracted or we hate to have it that is to be understood and made an acknowledgement of that mm -mm. then okay. only you will know what is the control no? unless you know what is to be controlled how will you control it yes yes true right true. so the stage okay. one what we are talking about is about this aspect of our what you call uh, uh, internal tendencies we carry this we develop our mind and impression on based on this so what we need and what we should not have it and this becomes so solid and as a deep impression in us because over a repeated uh, you know usage or engagement we that becomes almost like our subhava nature mm -mm, true mm. So that is what is called Vasana. 
and this decides the name, the personality. So the if a person is, we say he's a cruel person or he's a, he's a sattvic person or he's a nice person. It is, why we do we call it? Because over repeated uh, assertion on the qualities which is there inside, you develop a, what you like and what you dislike as a personality trait. Okay. Then a person is called, a person who likes to hurt others, uh, become cruel, we call him a cruel person because he likes to do that, no? Yes. And same way, a person who is very helpful, soft, and you know, understandable, understanding a Samaritan type of a person, becomes that because not because he had didn't have an option for anything, but he developed that over a period by repeatedly accepting those qualities in him and rejecting the negative qualities. So such person becomes, and unknowingly it happens. It is not that we are doing it knowingly. Yes, so, yes, this is the first stage where we have to understand this as our what is our likes and dislikes, right? Yes, yes. Only I, if we know those thing qualities, what are there in us, we can become aware of what is to be a controlled. Okay. We can take actions to reduce them and ultimately bring them to a minimum what is required for a sharira. Uh, you know, sharira maintenance, maintenance of the body. Okay. And the second is uh, bring, we have to bring viveka into this. Hmm. When we are doing a nigraha or a reduction, is it helping me in achieving my goal towards viveka and mukshutva? Or is it even, you know, some actions can even, uh, you know, take you away from that goal because you may think that is good. Mm. For example, I mean, a, a, a very crude example is that instead of getting into the reality of Nitya Nitya Vastu Vivekam, a person believes Anitya Vastu as real and starts praying towards that, whether it is a, I mean, whatever may be form it is in. It, it can be even an animal form or a stone form or a picture form or anything. Then you, but that becomes a, you know, becomes your tendency to become that, but you are not moving towards the goal of Viveka and Mumukshutva. But you may think you are doing a positive thing by doing that aspect of, you know, clinging to that object of worship. It can be an object of worship also. But does it help you in your Viveka and Mumukshutva by generating Vairagya? No. At the initial stages, it will help you for preventing from you to disengage or not engaging yourself in other wasteful activities. Right? So that you should make a differentiation between what are the things you should purge and what are the things you should encourage in the Vyasana so that your goal is to gain more Viveka and you should have more Mumukshutva. And Viveka comes automatically, Vairagya is also follows along with it. It's the two sides of the same coin. Only if you have a Viveka, you can have a Vairagya. Otherwise, you will not have Vairagya. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Mahadev. Is there a gradation also, like Shamaha, Damaha? Is it like, uh, uh, why is Shamaha put first, why not Damaha? Is because that Indriya is to be first controlled, right? More than Shamaha, that's what I think, so I'm not sure about that. There is no gradation actually, but Gama okay. is something which is always with you, which you can practice. Okay. Hmm. You don't need objects outside to practice Shama. But for Dhamma to be practiced, you should have to be engaged in the outside, no? Okay. So, even, even a yogi who is in meditation, he has to practice Shama because he is not physically engaged in the world outside. He is maybe in a cave or in a, in a place of meditation, cut out from the world outside. But if his mind is not under, under the control of the Shama, 
there is no point in uh, you know telling the world that i am doing meditation but your mind is roaming around the, in this world and the, all the worlds which you know okay okay right hmm so that that aspect is more important then only you know what is controlling your mind and how do you do a bahyendriya nigraham only if you know how to do it internally you can do it externally also okay that's a catch point right okay Fine. So, and the third is that pure vasanas need to be also to be purged. That is what I said. No, you may think that it is pure, but even the purest of the pure, as long as it is a vasana, it is going to be a bondage. Yes. So yes. that stage where you are completely devoid of vasana is the state of mumukshutva. or an avarokshana guru but that is the final goal so it is not that you achieve shama then you go and start working on dhamma and then uparati then tidiksha no all the six have to be practiced simultaneously okay right okay and just a small question i don't know whether i can i would ask you now uh, or should i ask at the end of the class uh, mahodaya no it is related to, let us complete it ha ah, no that is uh, people always feel vairagya and viveka people feel nowadays people are in depression also they feel they are they're having vairagya but i is it that only if there is viveka and there is uh, no uh, shastra adhyayanam then only it is uh, the right vairagya or else it's not called a vairagya is it right you are right in fact depression or you know cooked up in a room they don't want to mix with people and avoiding socializing or you know not socializing in the sense you know getting with the world outside these are all as a psychological problems because they are not able to do the shama okay hmm. right a person who wisely able to do the shama or the internal vasana control for such a person whether he is in the world outside busy crowded market place or in a crowded temple he will be at at space with himself and the world outside such a person cannot cause disturbance even in the crowd where he is present he will be present but as good as not present because he is in control of himself hmm. but uh, uh, vairagya has to be accompanied with viveka only then you can say it's vairagya right that is like yeah, vairagya vairagya is not the vairagya which we think in our uh, day to day life ha huh. viraktasya bhava is vairagyam or vigadaragam is vairagyam is uh, definitions but in advaita what we call as vairagyam is nitya nitya vastu viveka tya mava viveka janya vairagyam oh astu ha ah. okay got that it is towards what is permanent what is impermanent you should have a knowledge based on which you want to be more towards towards the nitya vastu and there is only ekam nityam vimalam achalam sarvadi sakshi bhutam so there is only one nityam tad bhinnam sarvam anityam okay other than that everything is impermanent so in the last this thing when we explained in the shamadama there is said yad nityam yad drishtya yad nityam tad na drishyam what is nityam you cannot be seen because drishyatvat it becomes drishya nashtam no whatever seen can be lost but the seer who is seeing the scene is never lost from that point of view the seer is only the nitya vastu not the scene that was been explained in the last class how the drishyatvat anitittvam bhavati that is how the drishtor drishte vibhiridopo na vidyate avinashitvat is the shloka from vibhadarnivadesh the seer is never lost to himself as a seer 
but the rest of the things are all lost. He can see them as an object and all the objects can be lost. But he as a seer is never lost. Why? Avinashitwa. Because he is Avinashi. Yes, Mahadeya. Yeah. I'll I'll go through the recordings also. Anyway, thank you so much. Tanyavadaha. So today we are getting into Uparati Evam Tidiksha Swarupa. Uh, Chandani Bhagini, can you read this loka? I'll try. Uparati Evam Titiksha Swarup Vishayebhyah Paravrutihi Paramu Paratirhisa Sahanam Sarvadukhanam Titiksha Sa Shubhamata so Vishayebya Paravrutti Parama Uparatihi Saha Sahanam Sarvadukhanam Tidikshasa Shubhamata. So that is the shloka and the Samskrita Tika by Vidyaranya Muni is given in below that. And uh, I think Vamsi Bhagini, can you read that? Yeah. Right of Mahodaya, okay. Vishayabhya iti hiti ha iti Vishayabhya iti ha iti Prasiddhebhyo Bhandakebhya Shabdadibhyo ya Paravrutti nivruttir nivruttir nitya 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 twadi dosha darshanena Grahanani cha grahanan grahananicha so parati ruchyata ityartaha kidrushi sa ityeta aha parama iti parama mrutkrushtamatma gnanam parama utkrushtamatma gnanam yasyaha sakashan sakasha Ajayate, Ajayate, uh, Ajayate, Sa Parama, Atmagnana, Sadhana, Bhute, Tirtaha, Anaya, Sarva Karma Sanyasaha, Sarva Karma Sanyasaha, Lakshate, Kimcha, Sahanam Iti, Sarva Dukhanam, Sarva Dukha Sadhananam, Shitoshnadi Dwandwanam, Yet Sahanam Pratikara Pratikara Nicha Sa Shubha Sukharupa Titiksha Mata Vidushami Vidusha Vidushami Tirtaha Shama Iti Astamahadea Vishabia Iti Hiti Prasidibio Bantake Biha Shabda Dibio Ya Paravritti nivritti anityatwadi dvosha darshanena grahana nicha. Sa uparati ityuchad. Superati ityuchadi. Ityartaha. Kidrashi sa ityataha aha. Parameti. Param utkrishta atmatyanam yasyaha. Sakashata sakashat jayate. Sa Parama Atmatyana Sadhana Bhutityartaha Anaya Sarva Karma Sanyasaha Lekshate Kimcha Sahanam Iti Sarva Dukkhanam Sarva Dukkha Sadhananam Shidoshnadi Dvanduanam Yat Sahanam Pratikara Anicha Sa Shubha Sukarupa Titiksha Mata Vidusham Ityartha Uh, Vijaya Bhagini? Um, Amji? Can you read the shloka for the Cheda Anvaya and the meaning? Agre? Yeah. Mm. Can you see the screen? Yeah. Um, uh, print out to Mama Asti Asti. No, I, I, you know, best is to read from the screen if you can read the screen. Asti Asti. Asti Asti. Because I, I know from the screen. Vishayebhya paravrittihi 
Refraining or withdrawal from the indulgence with objects that indeed is the supreme uparati equipoise, patient endurance of both internal and external inflection without reaction is known as titiksha and is a way for happiness. One P is less. Asuji. Yeah. Okay. So this sloka says the two aspects of uparati which is restraining or withdrawing of intelligence or the objects. Now you will ask what is the difference between dhamma and the uparati. Okay. Uh, which we will clear in when you read the uh, what you call. No, what you said now, what is the difference between uparati and the? Dhamma. Ah, ah, shama dhamma va. Yes. Dhamma. Ah, asta, asta. Right. Dhani Na shurta maya samya. Right. Vishayebhya idi prasidhyo bandhayebhya shabdadibhyo ya para vritti nivritti. Para vritti nivritti. Para means unnataha. Vritti nivritti. That vritti nam nivritti. Vritti nivritti. So that utmost vritti nivritti what like from shabdebhya that is from the sources of the inputs like shabda and panja what you call five organs which we feed that there is a bondage which is developed out of the shabdadihi because anitetvadi dosha darshanena grahana anicca saha uparati anitetvadi dosha darshanam now in the uttama vritti nivritti here is the difference between the samadama and uparati in in the earlier two cases what happened was engagements were being controlled both internal and external by shama and dhamma Whereas in the Uparati is a totally a meditative or a, a what you call intellectual process where the Vritti Nivritti is being done. What uh, in the yogic practice, what is it, no? uh, you know, Yoga uh, Chitta Vritti Nirodha, Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodha is that, you know, the Chitta Vritti. So Para Vritti, the Uttama Vritti, which all the, you know, Vrittis which are happening from that nivrtipa. And why, how does that nivrti should happen? Anitvatvadi dosha darshanena grahanasya anicca bhavati chet. So, grahana anicca is to accept it or hold it or to get engaged with it because it is anityam is what is being seen in it which I told you, you know, in that, well, how do you, you asked me the question, how do they control the vasanas? So, controlling the vasanas is all the three, you know, shama, dhamma, uparati, it's all different aspects in which you can control the engagement with the external and internal objects. So, kidrishi sa ityata aha parameti param utkrishtam atmatnyanam yasyaha Sakashat means Prakashat Jayate. Atmatyana Prakashat Jayate. Atmatyana Prakasham is what? Is Parama Mutkrishtam. And what is, why it is Parama Mutkrishtam? Because that is Nitya Nitya is what you know is Atmatyana means from Nitya Nitya. 
Nityatnyanam is evam atmatnyanam. What is nitya is knowing is itself is atmatnyanam. So that becomes the utkrishtam because of that rest of them is becomes anityatvam dosha darshanena because it has become anityatvam. So atmatnyanam sasya pragasha jayate sa parama atmatnyana sadhana bhuta ityartaha. So from the atmatnyana sadhana following that when you get more and more attracted towards the nityatvam, then you slowly start shredding or disinterest in the anitya vastu because of they have a dosha what is called anitya. So because of that, your movement towards the atmatyana becomes more uh, dhrida. So anaya Sarva karma sannyasa lekshate. So here the Vidyaranya Muni says that sannyasa is samyaknasa from the withdrawing from the engagement. What from what? Sarva karma. Sarva karma here means all top of actions which is making us engaged in the both permanent and um, impermanent, both internal and external impermanent things. So satesham sannyasaha is what is lekshiyate, is being addressed here. And while doing that, there is another aspect of it. Because we are, we'll become unhappy when we don't engage with things which we give us happiness. We will become, you know, happy when we are avoiding things which give us pain or hatred or unwanted feelings. So you have get both Dukkha and Sukha which, act, which happens when such a withdrawal through Shama, Dhamma and Uparati takes place. But at that time you should have a Sahanam or the patience Sarva Dukkhanam means the word Sarva Dukkhanam indicates both Sukha and Dukkha. Sarva Dukkhanam Sitoshna Sukha Dukkha Dondana. Here why that the word Sitoshnadi Dondvanam Sita Ushnam. Either when we are we, we may have liking towards either Sita or Ushna depending upon what is the external condition. Same way internal Subadukha or external Raga Viraga they Sarva Dondvanam becomes the Sarva Dukkana. Tasya or Tesham Sahanam. What type of sahanam? Pratikara anicca. So you should not have a reaction. Pratikaram is not only the vengeance. Not uh, it is not talking about the vengeance or a, a rebuttal or a re, you know reaction which we take. It is a total reaction of any input when we have to face the dundoas, siddhas, nadi. Anicca, and because it has to come from Ichara Ahitya. Sa Shubhamada, that is the, that is the, uh, the, the good quality. Sukha Rupa, it becomes a Sukha Rupa. That Sukha is not a Anitya Sukha from the objects, from a Nitya Sukha and Anitya Sukha, you should make the difference. Sa Titiksha Vidusham Ityartha, that is Vidusham Mada. So Vidusha or the learned people, Tell that Sukhatvam which we get of Sahanam Sarvadukhanam Sivitaushnadi Dundvanam Apratikara Purvakam Satitisha Iti Ityartaha. So that is what is called the Titiksha. So Shama, Dhamma, Uparati are all engagement, disengagement, and how do we have the control over that engagement and disengagement? While Titiksha is our reaction, how do we react to such events when we do it with knowledge or with Viveka, how we withdraw ourselves from these, you know, engagements. So from that, when we, uh, when we disengage ourselves, we may get into Sukha and Dukkha, that should be is the 
there is there will be natural reaction for us to re react towards such things so that without a reaction or without a pratikara when we do that that is called a quality called didiksha you might have seen some of those qualities in the very uh, evolved souls you know were without any they are neither worried about abuses being shown them or bad call bad you know propaganda taken on them or even they will not be even carried away by the what the you know adulations and you know all those great appreciation they get from the disciples to both both of them they will be equally non reactive for them even if an abuse takes place or if you are praising somebody takes place, both they will look with a smile and they will have no reaction towards it that's it it's very rare no very rare it's very, very rare. rare yeah it's very rare that's why it is very important to develop the tithiksha as a quality and this quality of tithiksha can come only if we know have the viveka we have to know that what is nitya anitya and everything that is anitya will give us a reaction because it has got a beginning and end so the beginning end will give us a you know disengagement without our choice that becomes that gives a turbulence in our mind and we will not be able to handle shudan sir yes see the dondwana so but when it is known with our intellect with the, what is the nitya and anitya then we know that it was an anitya thing it had a birth and it will die and my engagement with this only when it is there engage it but not with that knowledge that it is going to be permanent so when you know that it is impermanent even the uh, absence of such objects in our engagement will not disturb you that time you will not have a reaction so that is what is called pratika apradigara purvakam you know tidiksha okay lalita uh, bagne this shloka shraddha aur samadhanam let us take this also Nirada Pagani, can you see the screen? No. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read. Yeah. Nigamacharya vakyeshu bhakti sraddeti vishruta chittai kagriyam tulasal lakshye samadhanami tisprutam This is Shraddha or Samadhana Swarupa. Padachedaha निगमाचार्य वाक्यु भक्ति श्रद्धा विश्रुता चित्तेग्रिय सामधानमृत अन्वय निगमाचार्यवाक्यु भक्ति श्रद्धा विश्रुता तो चित्तेग्रिय सदलक्ष्ये सामधानमृत unflinching faith in the words of the teacher and coming down in tradition through shastras is well known as shraddha and concentration what those words indicate or point towards in the intellect is to be remembered as samadhana right then you are agreeing yeah then you are here here the last two of the shratsampati is being described by what are what is shraddha and what is samadhana so here you have to make a difference between what is shraddha and faith it is not the faith in the ordinary sense on i know where we believe blind belief or what you call it as blind belief here the shraddha is towards to the shastra shastra based knowledge which has coming which is coming through the tradition of you know purvacharya nigamacharya vakyeshu so it why it is important because one of the pramana which we have seen in the previous class is about shabda 
ശബ്ദ ഈസ് ആപ്തവാക്യ ഓർ ശ്രുതിവാക്യ ഈസ് എ പ്രമാണ പ്രമാണ പ്രമാകരണം പ്രമാണം പ്രമാണജന്യം ജ്ഞാനം ഈസ് അൺചാലഞ്ച്ഡ് വാട്ട് എവർ ഈസ് ബോൺ ഔട്ട് ഓഫ് പ്രമാണ ഈസ് നോട്ട് ചാലഞ്ച്ഡ് ആൻഡ് ദെൻ ഇറ്റ് ബിക്കംസ് എ പ്രമ ഓർ എ പെർമനന്റ് നോളജ് സോ ശാസ്ത്രവാക്യേഷു ശ്രദ്ധ or which is coming down through and the guru when it is being taught you it is the same with for any science or any nor any subject when we study in our day to day life if only we have a faith or the you know attention that is a better word attention towards what is being taught we accept that knowledge and evaluate with our own personal experience and when our personal experience is not contradicting what is being told to us through the shastras then we accept it as a permanent knowledge so that is why it becomes a pramakarana or what creates a knowledge in us just because it is there in in a, in a book or told by somebody it be, cannot become a prama because for from our individual perspective each one of us should verify the authenticity of those words which is coming through the shastra to the teachers and when that happens with us yes it is a possibility or it is it is a thing which is right and until that is not challenged i can believe in it that is what is called unflinching faith whereas in a blind faith what happens is that somebody told you to believe it and you don't question that and blindly follow andhena niyamana yatha anta so one blind leading the other blind people follow that that is what is not called the shraddha so we should make a difference between what is the shastra nirupya ശബ്ദജന്യജ്ഞാനം ആസ് ഫെയ്ത്ത് ആൻഡ് വെൻ കോൺസെൻട്രേഷൻ ഓൺ ദോസ് വേർഡ്സ് ആൻഡ് വാട്ട് ദേ ഇൻഡിക്കേറ്റ് ദ മൈൻഡ് ബിക്കംസ് ക്വയറ്റ് വെൻ ദ നോളജ് അറൈസസ് ഇൻ അസ് ബിക്കോസ് ദെർ ഇസ് നോ മോർ ക്വസ്റ്റിനിങ് ഓർ എൻക്യൂസിറ്റീവ്നെസ് ഓർ ഡൗട്ട് വിച്ച് ഈസ് ക്രിയേറ്റിംഗ് ദ മൈൻഡ് ടു ഡിസ്റ്റർബ് അവർ സെസ് ദ മൈൻഡ് പെർട്ടർബൻസ് ഡസൻ ഹാപ്പൻ ബിക്കോസ് യു ആർ what you what we heard from the shastras we analyzed it and we found that yes it is it there is a uh, good amount of truth in it so when you develop a faith in it your mind becomes more more quiet and that quietness or that subsiding of the intellect from the doubt the three dosh three dosha which i told you no atnyana samshay viparyaya when that gets reduced then the mind becomes in a state of samadhanam or samadhi samahadi because it's a it is a what you call equilibrium and intellect at its equilibrium of having understood what the word is what the words have been taught by the guru now apichan nigama iti nigamacharya vakyeshu വേദ ഗുരു വചനേഷു യഥാഷാഖ്യാന ഉപദേശേഷു ഭക്തി ഭജനം വിശ്വാസ ഇത്യർത്ഥ സോ ഹിയർ വാട്ട് ഐ ടോൾ യു ഈസ് ദറ്റ് ഫ്രം ദ പൂർവാചാര്യ വാക്യേഷു വിച്ച് ഈസ് കമ്മിങ് ത്രൂ ദ വേദ ഗുരു വചനേഷു ഉപനിഷത് വേദ വാക്യാന ഉപദേശേഷു ഭക്തി and bhajanam the two words are used here here the bhakti is not the traditional bhakti what we call it is in our in our bhakti tradition or you know thing here bhakti that is why the word bhajanam is 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 bhaj sevaya is dadu from which the word ludandam but you get bhajanam now what is a seva based bhakti it is not ഹരിതോഷണം ഓർ പൂജന ഓർ അർച്ചന ആൻഡ് ഓൾ ദോസ് തിങ് ഉപദേശേഷു ഭക്തി ഉപദേശേഷു ഭക്തി ഈസ് നോട്ട് എ ഭക്തി വിച്ച് യു ഷോ ബൈ ആക്ഷൻസ് ലൈക്ക് അർച്ചന ആൻഡ് 
you know uh, ahuti or abhisheka and all those things those are all not the bhakti which here what this text calls for upadeshesu bhakti upadeshesu seva bhajanam bhakti means from the same word bhajadatu upadeshesu seva that means that upadesha when you when you practice it that is how you are doing the seva for the upadinashad vakyanas it is not that chanting upanishad you become the uh, seva for the upanishad upanishad vakyeshu upadeshesu seva when, when you do, when you practice that that is what the seva is called that vishwasa and you develop a faith after that because when you practice it you have an experience when you practicing it that you know affirms your vishwasam again on the upadeshesu acharya nigamacharya vakeshu and upadeshesu that vishwasa ityartaha that is called shraddha idi vishruta vedanta prasiddha tu puna tad lichyate sadeva somya idam agravasi ityadi shruti lakshye प्रत्येक प्रत्येक भिन्न प्रत्येक भिन्न ब्रह्मणि चित्तेदाग्रम तद एका जिज्ञासा इत्यर्थः तद समाधानम इति स्मृतम नाउ व्हाट आर द टाइप ऑफ वेदांत प्रसिद्ध वाक्य सदैव सौम्या इदगमग्रवासीत ओ सौम्या ओ माय डियर सन सत एवा द ट्रूथ अलोन इदम अग्र अग्रे आसीत अग्र आसीत ओके सो that in the beginning that that alone was the asid tad eva agra asid what sat eva sat means existence alone existed in the beginning that is the chandogya upanishad vakyam sadeva saumya idam agra asid in the chandogya dalaka and swedaketu his son is shetakvetu tells nine times tattvamasi before starting the tattvamasi upadesha the first word what the acharya or the father says to the son is that o saumya sadeva idam agra asid that sat alone was there in the beginning and from there how did the how did all this world come into existence he is explaining and in that process he says that that sat when it becomes this it cannot be different from karya karana abhinnatvat karyam is abhinnam from the karanam so karya karana abhinnatvat tadeva saumya idamagrahasit tad tvamasi that sat is tvamasi this is what is vedanta prasiddha vishruta vakya iti shruti lakshye pratyaka atma bhinna brahmani so atma and brahma is the same is what that word says that tattvamasi in that when you har chitta ekagram bhavati when because eka jitnyasa so single pointed in you know jnana ichcha to know that when because that has to happen within the within the intellect so when you are chitta ekagram when the single pointed intellect when you follow that shruti vakya when the mind totally becomes silent from which bad that is called bada avati in 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 the process bada avati means there there is nothing more to do the bada to remove from that there you are alone facing yourself tadatvamasi when it faces you have to you are facing your own true nature in that process of chinta or chitta uh, you know when you are doing that mananam that brings the samadhanam that there is atnyana viparyaya samshayadi duri krutva yatra chitta ekagram bhavati that pratyek atma and brahma are not different that is called samadhana 
So in the so faith and adherence in the Shastras passed down through the words of teachers by way of explanation of Upanishads etc. is well known as Vinda. That again leads to the concentration of the intellectual level towards the Upanishad sentences like, Oh dear son, that alone was there in the beginning. By directing the concentration towards that non-differentiation between Atma and Brahman, that single-pointed that eagerness leads to the peace at the intellectual level and is known as Samadhanam. So this is what is Samadhanam. With that, the Shatsambhati has been explained in these slokas. Uh, we are not going to the next sloka, which is, uh, you know, Mumakshutta, which we will take it in the next class. But here, with six, Shatsambhati has been completed. Any questions or we'll have the questions in the next class. I think we'll have keep it I, for the next class, I think. Yes, yes, Mother, I need to leave. <laughs> it's right, not a bit late. Okay. Uh, because we need to re-listen re- it once again to get back to the understand the real meaning. So, uh, in fact, uh, I'm still not clear on Uparati and the Dhamma. There's a bit of confusion. Probably if you can share it in the group, uh, give your explanation, it can be written explanation would be nice. Uparati and Dhamma. Okay, Uparati and Dhamma. Yeah, there's. A, uh, I'm not really clear on those two terms uh, because Dhamma I understood, but once Uparati comes, what is the basic difference between both of them? If you can send it in the WhatsApp group, uh, right. that will really help us, Mahodaya. Sure, I'll do that. Okay, we'll stop here. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Oh, then you are done. Then you are done.